So let's talk about why cats throw up. One of the more common health issues for cats in general tends to be that they barf. In fact, so many kitties throw up on a regular basis that uh, many people, and actually some veterinarians, just assume that chronic vomiting is completely normal for cats. Typical excuses for both veterinarians and cat guardians for regular episodes of vomiting include he eats too fast, she has a sensitive stomach, maybe it's just hairballs, or I've had many clients myself say, oh, you know, I have just have a puker. I just have a kitty that barfs and it's not a big deal. In fact, in Chicago, there are some conventional veterinarians uh, where I practice that will say it's totally normal for cats to throw up, and I could not disagree more. In fact, um, I am a student of, of life in general, and I love a lot of species besides cats and dogs, and one of my most favorite species um, is the only animal that vomits uh, for reasons other than health-related issues. So those of you that know that I love birds or those of you that also love wildlife are probably aware that vultures are the species that will vomit as a means of protection. So vultures don't have a whole lot of defense mechanisms. They eat dead things. So their main defense mechanism is if they're afraid, they will throw up, they'll empty their stomach contents, which is, uh, of course, rotten, dead animals mixed with really strong stomach acid. And the smell is so profound that all the predators are like, oh gosh, and just walk away. Vultures are the only animals that when people say, oh, vultures are throwing up, it's totally normal. Other than that, it's not normal for any animal, human, dog, cat, any animal should not vomit on a regular basis unless there's a problem. So all that to say, assuming, oh, I have a cat that's just a barfer, you need to be looking for an underlying reason why your cat is throwing up. So there is also a difference between vomiting and regurgitation. Pregnant canids, so wolves, coyotes, dingoes, uh, jackals, will, they don't have pockets, uh, obviously, for food, and so they literally wolf down their food. If they're um, uh, a nursing mama, they'll take a huge meal back to the den, regurgitate that food, and then the puppies eat the regurgitated food. But regurgitation is in a, to a totally different category than vomiting. So today we're specifically going to discuss vomiting in cats. My position has always been that chronic vomiting, even kitties with hairballs, is not a normal behavior and it should be thoroughly investigated. After all, we do know that big cats in the wild are not having recurrent vomiting issues. Big cats in the wild don't have hairballs, you know, once a week. So I would put the hairball issue even in the category of something being wrong. Now, nothing to panic about, but still something that I would tell you you should be addressing. Common causes of persistent vomiting in cats include a poor diet, food allergies, eating too fast, eating too much at one time um, or too much time in between meals. So if your cats are not eating consistently, um, that can cause an issue with vomiting. Cat kitties are also very prone to enzyme deficiency, but certainly there could be other issues like GI problems, which manifest hairballs, but toxic issues can cause cats to throw up as well as underlying medical diseases like kidney disease. Some forms of GI cancers can cause cats to throw up as well. If you have a kitty that's eating processed cat food that contains rendered ingredients, and we, if you've been a listener or reader here long enough, you know what rendered means, not approved for human consumption. Absolutely poor quality, not species appropriate cat food can be contributing to a vomiting issue. Rendered ingredients are leftovers from the human food industry and rendered proteins are really poor quality, indigestible, not bioavailable proteins. And that can cause cats to uh, vomit, feeding a very poor quality protein like bird feathers, snouts, beaks, eyes, hooves, nails um, are not great quality protein. And so when you ask your cat's GI tract to process and assimilate those proteins, 
they, it can't be done, and oftentimes it can certainly cause some GI upset, some GI disturbances, and then in turn vomiting occurs. These pieces and parts coming into the pet food industry are very hard for digestion of all species, but cats tend to have upper GI issues. Dogs tend to have lower GI issues. So kitties tend to throw up more, whereas dogs tend to have more diarrhea. Absolutely, uh, for the last hundred years, many, many cats have consumed a diet that's not species appropriate, and that can lead to food sensitivities or at worst, food allergies, which is actually another very common reason why cats throw up. If you have a kitty that is, appears healthy, active, not lethargic, otherwise feels good, but just occasionally throws up food, you need to be thinking about there being a problem with the actual food. Um, and something that you need to consider pertaining to, even if you're feeding a great, great quality non-rendered food, that your kitty eating the same food day in and day out could absolutely be developing a hypersensitivity. If your kitty's at a healthy weight with normal energy levels, but just is throwing up uh, intermittently, absolutely hypersensitivity should be at the top of your list. Food sensitivities uh, oftentimes come about when kitties, which are absolutely addicts of the same food, they get addicted to one food and they do not want to switch, but that food can cause inflammation in the GI tract. I know a lot of cats that are addicted to seafood and poultry, and that's all they want to eat is seafood and poultry. But because their diet is very monotonous, they end up having food sensitivities because of it. If cats are not offered a variety of protein sources, they can oftentimes develop a hypersensitivity to that one particular food. The problem is kitties oftentimes hunger strike. So they don't want to eat anything else, even though the food is causing a GI inflammatory problem. All that to say, um, GI inflammation uh, is, it can be manifested by food, but also things that are in the food. So chemicals, antibiotics, GMOs, you need to be thinking about um, as a potential reaction in the GI tract that can, that can manifest the symptom of vomiting. So it's not just about the quality of the protein, but also about how frequently you feed that protein as to why your cat could be vomiting. I recommend that you do transition your kitty to human grade cat food, which can oftentimes be very, very difficult to find in and of itself. You need to call the company and ask a lot of questions about origin of where the meats came from, uh, sourcing uh, and, and uh, quality control questions. And then obviously going from dry food to canned food and then canned food to fresh food would be ideal. Even if your cats won't eat raw food, don't panic about that. E eating a fresh or gently cooked balanced meal is hands down better than anything that's been preserved to sit on the shelf for a store for three years. So if you can get your cat off of canned food and onto a balanced fresh food diet, even if it's cooked, you're doing a great job. I recommend to my clients that they rotate proteins every three to four months. Oftentimes it takes a month to rotate. So you're in two months um, and let's say you're feeding rabbit, then you spend month three transitioning from rabbit, let's say to quail, and then you feed quail for several months and then you spend a month tricking your kitty uh, into eating a different protein source. And that's a nice way to give your cat some variety and help prevent food sensitivities. If you do feed treats, it's really important that you feed high quality treats as well. So don't spend money on great quality food and then feed crappy treats because that in and of itself can create GI inflammation that fosters vomiting. If you do buy store-bought treats, it's really important that you avoid anything um, that contains uh, anything beyond meat. So the label should just say 100% USDA inspected meat, human grade meat. If you see things like propylene glycol, any type of FDNC food coloring, so red number four, yellow, certainly chemicals like ethoxyquin, emulsifiers and surfactants, anything that you can't pronounce, don't feed to you or your cat. That's a pretty good rule of thumb. All of the additives, preservatives, and other chemicals can absolutely create GI inflammation for your cat as well. 
There's also a big myth that kitties need to have milk. I was raised with that myth. So my parents gave cats milk every morning, our kitties milk every morning, and then they threw up every afternoon and my parents did not make the correlation. So I will tell you that uh, animals are suited to digest and process milk from their own species, but nursing from a different species past weaning can oftentimes create some GI inflammation. So if your kitties um, are not tolerant of cow's milk, the end result will probably be vomiting in an, in an otherwise healthy kitty. So I just recommend you discontinue feeding milk. Another very common reason that cats throw up is if they eat too fast. So your cat's esophagus is actually horizontal and flat. So everything that he eats has to travel down horizontally before it moves into the stomach. And kitties with a tendency to gobble, oftentimes they eat really, really fast. The food kind of stacks up in the esophagus. It puts some pressure against the lower esophageal sphincter and then up it will come. Really common regurgitation is not uncommon in kitties, especially if they're fed in multi-cat households. So oftentimes, if you're feeding kitties where they can see each other and there's some competition going on, you can absolutely see kitties kind of eat their bowl quickly and then try and gobble up a brother or sister's bowl. So in those situations, I strongly recommend that you split your kitties up into a separate room. Even turning bowls so that they can't see each other when your cats are eating is very beneficial. If you have kitties that are competitive eaters, uh, it's not uncommon for you to have vomiting in the household. So split up the kitties, one in a bathroom, one in a bedroom. You know, you can split them in different parts of the house. Give them 20 minutes to eat in peace where they don't have to view another cat, where they can rest, uh, you know, take some time processing their food and oftentimes slowing down the pace of their eating so they're not rushing will also help avoid vomiting. Giving a kitty about 20 minutes of solitude around mealtimes is a really good idea. It just follows their natural evolutionary history. I recommend that you try and keep kitties on a regular schedule. So if you're typically feeding cats at six in the morning, let's say and six at night, oftentimes it's not uncommon for you to find that cats will start looking for their meals about an hour or even more before mealtime comes, which is oftentimes why, you know, at my house, you get the cat, my kitty on my face at about five o'clock in the morning because they're letting me know it's time to eat. If you don't provide some cats a meal, uh, when they start to release hydrochloric acid in stomach juices, that acid is very potent and irritating, and so that acid is there waiting for a meal. And if a meal doesn't come, you can see cats regurgitate kind of yellow bile foam, vomit up kind of a, a pile of, of digestive juices. And that's not that they're sick, it's that they anticipated food and no food was provided. So if you have a kitty that tends to vomit in anticipation of food coming, then just giving your cat a little bite of the meal before, let's say you're making it or getting it ready, is a great way to offset that potential type of vomiting. In some cats, the pancreas doesn't produce enough digestive enzymes, such as lipase, protease, and amylase, which can result in acute or chronic pancreatitis. Now, pancreatitis, inflammation of the pancreas, is actually very common in cats. Subclinical pancreatitis, which means your cat doesn't even look like she's sick, she's not even vomiting, but we can see it on blood work is very common. In fact, I would say almost epidemic. So if you have a cat that intermittently vomits, um, absolutely bringing this up to your veterinarian is something that you can consider. Kitties were meant to eat an entirely fresh food diet. Cats kind of evolved with a diet of mice. None of us are really going to feed fresh mice at this point. But all that to say, a cat's diet included a very rich source of digestive enzymes. And we don't include that now if you're feeding canned or dry food. Those enzymes aren't present in the food. So I recommend that you do add a digestive enzymes to, to your cat's meal if you have a vomiting issue. And actually, just for overall health, that's one of those supplements that many cats benefit from. 
Think of it like buying a little GI insurance. If your cat is eating an entirely processed diet, like many cat dry food junkies are, and they refuse to eat anything besides that, those dead, dehydrated, inorganic food provides some sustenance, but it doesn't provide any enzymes. So providing a great quality digestive enzyme can help reduce vomiting. But most importantly, it can help reduce the potential of chronic pancreatitis, which is certainly plaguing uh, kitties today. All that to say, if you have a kitty that becomes anorexic, doesn't feel good at all, has a fever, acute, severe pancreatitis is a potential, and that's diagnosed at your veterinarian through a blood test. If your kitty is vomiting hairballs, you'll see cylindrical wads of hair, debris from uh, your cat's coat, as well as some undigested bits of food and usually a little phlegm, um, all kind of combined into this hot mess you'll find around the house. Actually, sometimes hairballs can look like feces, and so if you find a muck of a pile of something away from the litter box, you need to be thinking it's probably a hairball versus a lower GI accident. The smell also can tell you if you're dealing with uh, throw up or stool, but all that to say, they can look quite similar in a lot of cases. Long-haired cats who like to groom themselves, but also like to groom other cats in the house, typically have more hairball issues than other cats. So to help these kitties with long hair, you brushing them, trimming them, you reducing the amount of loose hair present on the cat that has high maintenance hair, as well as if you have a groomer, if you have a designated uh, kitty groomer that likes to groom all the cats in your home, you keeping everyone's hair brushed out and all of that loose hair removed will help reduce the amount of hair that the grooming kitty is swallowing and in turn how many hairballs are coming up. So the designated hairdresser in your home usually needs more support when it comes to avoidance of hairballs. Cats on dry food diets also don't get enough moisture in their diet and so their organs tend to not function as efficiently. Cats unlike dogs don't drink buckets full of water when they're eating a dehydrated diet and so they oftentimes end up being partially dehydrated their whole lives. Kitties are an entire different physiology than dogs. The GI tract of a moisture depleted cat is less able to transport hairballs up and down versus that of a well hydrated kitty. So if you think about cats in the wild, you'll see absolutely hair being passed out on a regular basis. They've got bristle tongues. Cats are absolutely adapted to processing their hair. Um, and they should not have huge recurrent hairball issues, maybe once in a while, but not a continuous thing. If your kitty is only eating dry food and you can't or won't switch to different diets, I do recommend adding a bit of fiber to her diet or a petroleum-free hairball remedy or even a dab of coconut oil uh, on her front paw, paw or available by her bowl because a lot of those cats need additional GI lubrication to help that extra hair pass out of their system. And I really look at hairballs more as a dietary issue, more so than a lack of the ability to process hair. Sadly, I have to put poisoning on the list as a potential for a reason why kitties will vomit. It's rare, but you have to put it on the list. If you have a cat that's completely healthy, especially if your kitty happens to be indoor-outdoor and then suddenly becomes lethargic and starts vomiting, you need to be thinking about potential toxicosis in the environment. Unfortunately, many indoor house plants are oftentimes poisonous for cats, and so most of you are aware that if you have lots of cats, you probably are not maintaining lots of house plants. Now, I'm that exception. I have a ton of house plants and kitties. Um, all of my house plants are non-toxic. Obviously, make sure you're not bringing anything into your home that could intentionally or unintentionally harm your cat. But 
Um, it's also important to recognize that kitties does really were designed to eat fresh food. And so they will nibble on anything fresh in your house if they're not provided a fresh food diet. So if, if you have cats that like to sample your house plants, I strongly recommend that you provide to them roughage that would be more palatable and safer than house plants. You can do that in the form of cat grass, or which is wheatgrass, or you can also do that in the form of offering fresh sunflower sprouts, which is a nice alternative to house plants if your cats um, want to eat house plants. It might actually, by providing some fresh living foods, it actually, in my situation, all of my cats have left my houseplants alone because I have fresh sprouts out and they'll nibble those in place of wanting to eat my houseplants, which is a nice alternative. Obviously, any pesticides, herbicides, or household cleaners that says call poison control need to be safely stored and out of the way of cats. You need to assume that any cleaner you're using in your house will be consumed by your cat, anything, because kitties lay on surfaces, they're fastidious groomers, they're cleaning themselves all the time. So any floor cleaner you're, you're using, any disinfectant you're using, you need to make sure it's cat friendly. And I can't emphasize enough that if you are still using traditional toxic household cleaners, if you have a cat, one of the best gifts you can give them is to switch to non-toxic organic household cleaners. Many cats today have inflammatory bowel disease, or IBD, or IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, which causes intermittent vomiting. IBD can progress to GI lymphoma in cats, which is another reason that chronic vomiting in any kitty should be investigated medically. Other types of GI cancers um, can also cause vomiting, as can metabolic disorders like hyperthyroidism, which is a very common disease diagnosed in older kitties. Organ disease or a malfunctioning of the organs of detoxification, including the liver and the kidneys, will also likely cause vomiting. So to summarize, it's important to know that chronic vomiting is not normal for cats ever. It's a sign of a problem that needs to be diagnosed and treated. Your veterinarian should first rule out all the scariest reasons for vomiting, for example, kidney failure, liver failure, hyperthyroidism, or GI cancer. And if all those are out of the way, I recommend that you consider submitting a blood test from your cat to the GI lab at Texas A&M University. That particular blood test can determine if your kitty's dealing with malabsorption or maldigestion or a disease of the small intestine as well as the pancreas, which can be all very pointed reasons why cats can vomit. If you believe your kitty could have a food hypersensitivity or allergy, then doing uh, Dr. Dodd's NutraScan test, which is a saliva test, can provide great information on choosing a better diet that's less reactive for your cat. The good news is that I found that correcting food sensitivities removing noxious or unnecessary ingredients from a cat's diet, as well as weaning a kitty onto a species-appropriate fresh food or a natural diet eliminates most of the common causes of vomiting in cats.